Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Bradbeck. And join us as we delve even deeper into our series, The Hills Have Size, where we discuss the world's fakest reality show, The Hills. <laughs> um, today we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 27, No Place Like Home. Yeah. Not sure about the episode title this time, actually. Yeah, it's dumb. It's weak. It didn't really make sense. Yeah, yeah. Well. Um, we have all kinds of house cleaning. We do. So should we begin with Twitter or? Sure. I mean, okay, so we'll, let's it. start out with Twitter. So um, we have a couple Twitter mentions. So um, let's see. Let's start in the with the first one, which was from on February 8th. Um, Julie Steele, who is at Julie Z Steele on Twitter, um, pointed out to us that if you watch the Goa scene again, pay attention to the audio, all voiceover, hardly any mouse moving, just a few lines, all editing. And Julie, you are correct. Yes. Like, I did go back and rewatch it. You're Great absolutely scoop. right. Like, thanks for paying attention. They spend a lot of time in post-production adding in audio. For sure. They did a lot in this episode we're about to discuss also. Um, and then we got a lovely shout out from Taylor Anderson, who is at T Anderson 87. Um, and she mentioned us malls from emotionally broken psychos and please advise and Jim Tastic, which is a gymnastics podcast and said, I owe my minor sanity to your podcast without them. I'd be crazy with 12 months of three to five exams a week in PA school. Aww. So thank you so much, Taylor. We're yeah. glad that we can like, um, help you out with your studies and give you a little bit of a break. Well, that's what podcasts are for me too. They're a relief during the week. So I'm so glad we're that for somebody. That's great. Um, and then we, and I got, um, a couple tweets, um, first and foremost, um, Heather Johnson, who's gloom cookie 0898, um, sent us a picture good. of the villas <laughs> and wrote, I was so excited to pass this during my LA vacation. Feel the rain on your skin. No one else can feel it for you. Ellipsis. She's That's got an ellipsis amazing. in there. So amazing, Heather. We hope you had an amazing time in LA. Um, we're so jealous that we weren't there with you. I feel like I would park across from the entrance and just see like what type of people live there. I'd want to just scope it out. Oh, totally. Like a stakeout. Um, and then we got a, to, a tweet from um, a friend of the podcast, Sarah McLaughlin, who is at Sarah C um, Cecilia. On um, Twitter, she is an amazing jewelry designer, so definitely I was gonna check say, out of, her stuff. Of jewelry fame. Of jewelry fame, yes. Um, and she uh, said, at Nana's Mink, which is me, I told you Lowe was a twat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And CC'd the podcast. So that those are our Twitter updates. Wonderful. So let's do some show house cleaning, and then we'll get into the holiest of holidays. Yes. Frankica. So... One thing that a friend mentioned to me, and I'm sure that all of you know by now, is that Whitney Port is also pregnant. Yep. So now there are three Hills ladies, actually four, including Kristen Cavallari, who have, are with or have had children. And my friend text messaged me and said, Whitney Port is pregnant, wanted to pass it along. I know there's no way you don't know already. <laughs> Wait, so Elsie, Whitney, Audrina, Kristen, and Audrina. Audrina, okay. Yeah. So. Oh, and soon to be Heidi. Yeah, she, I thought you would talk about that. Yeah, she's been, like, big time talk. She and Spencer both, they're, like, their family planning. They were going to try to get pregnant in the Celebrity Big Brother house. Like, they're on it. So. That'll be amazing. You guys. My dream. Dream. 
<laughs> is that in 18 years, we have The Hills 2 with oh, all their children. Yes. That's what I want. That's what I want. And it will be the same dynamics. Lauren's baby will think she's too good for everyone. Whitney's baby will be like sweet and beautiful and on the side. Heidi's will just want to be friends with everyone. Audrina's won't even want to do it. Um, I think Heidi's <laughs> will be a fame whore. Yeah. Maybe I'll just name the baby fame whore. Fame whore prep. It's going to be such a like pageant child or like a TV child. Totally. Yeah. It's going to wear lots of little baby juice of couture. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's what I like. I'll send your prayers out in the universe, guys. We need a Hills too, like 18 to 19 years from now. Yeah. We should send them a baby gift. Oh my God, we should. Of any of them that need baby gifts, I'm going to go with Spencer and Heidi. Oh, a thousand percent. But I, maybe we should send all of them a baby gift. I don't think Lauren needs baby gifts. <laughs> well, she doesn't need baby gifts, but you know. We could. We might get a lovely thank you note. You don't know. That's true. We could send them each the same onesie. We could. Okay. Oh my God, we should have onesies made with our logo on them. I know. And send them those. That's creepy. <laughs> it is creepy, but it'd be really funny. <laughs> and then they would listen to us and we'd be in trouble. Yeah, well. Anyway. So Whitney's pregnant. I also wanted to settle a debate that we had several episodes ago that we never came back to. And by debate, I mean thought that we never came back to. Uh, we do not see Lisa Love again in season three. No. So we, we couldn't remember whether we did or did not. You were hoping we would. And I said that would make sense, but I don't think we do. We don't. Oh, and did I, I can't remember if I had this, I think I've had this revelation since the last time you recorded. Did I already talk in the podcast about my revelation about the fashion show? Which one? The, with, with the, the dummy girl from People's Revolution? Yes. No. Okay. So, uh, what was the, something, Cor- Corina, what was the designer's I don't name? Have, I don't have my notebook. You don't have a notebook. Okay, anyway, so you guys remember that Whitney and Lauren worked the fashion show for Kelly Catrone. Yeah. And the two celebrities that we spotted were Kirstie Alley and Jason Lee. And yes. I had a revelation, she must be a Scientologist. Oh, of course. A fashion designer. Because yeah. it's the only thing that makes sense. That's why those two celebrities would be there. Oh, interesting. I know. It just came to me while I was riding the Metro to work one day. Did you look up? Look it up? No, because I couldn't remember the dumb designer's name, but it has to be. There's no... Why else would Kirstie Alley and Jason God. Lee be at the same fashion show? Ugh. I remembered all million things I need to bring to Frank's today, except my notebook. God. We can check. But I'm I'm 100% positive the designer was a, a Scientologist. No, that's but that's... the only answer. That's great house cleaning for I mean, how time. else does Kirstie Alley end up front row at a fashion show? Right. No, that's great. We'll look it up for next time. Yeah. Good okay. catch. Okay. So to get to the pièce de résistance, de house cleaning. <laughs> I like that it was French meat spinach. <laughs> um, so Frank made a plea to all of you for his birthday, I also did. known as Frankica. I did. I did. For star ratings on iTunes, and I am very pleased to discover that we got a few more. Yay! However. <laughs> <laughs> that said, we went from having nine to having 13. Um, well, to the four of you who listened, I you are amazing. You're amazing. <laughs> and to those of you who did not listen, we are still deep, deep into Frankica. Um, the, the, today is the 18th. Yes. The high holiday was two days ago, but it goes to the end of the month. So <laughs> you, you have, have 10 time. more days to make all of my birthday Frankica dreams come true. Yes. And I did notice that since the new year, we've gotten three new reviews and they all have sort of anonymous screen names. So I can't thank you all individually, but they're genuinely glowing and lovely. And we really appreciate it. You guys are the best. Well, I want to hear them. Read them. Oh, okay. It's my birthday. Okay. Let's see. I want to be glowed on. Okay. 
One moment, please. And I will say um, this, I will do a caveat to this rating thing, is that I personally don't have iTunes because I'm an Android person, so I can't even write my own podcast. So if you're listening on Android, you are forgiven. Okay, fair enough. So someone said, I love this in-depth look and can't wait to see what they what show they do next. I know it's going to be a good work day when I see a new episode from these guys in my library. I've listened to other Hills recap podcasts and none really inspire a combination of nostalgia and giggles like this one. Ooh. The fashion hair commentary, the notes on what early 20-somethings think love is, and calling out producer meddling, I don't know what I enjoy more. Once you guys get through the Hills, plus one for Kel on Earth recap, I'm so excited to find... People that appreciate Kelly Catron as much as I do. Oh, that's a really good one. I know. Oh, I love whoever you are. Thank you. We love it. J.S. J.S. Huru. So they're all kind of anonymous. I've never laughed harder. That's an old one. These two are hilarious. Love them! Exclamation point. Amaze. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. And I, for those of you who listened and star rated us, I greatly appreciate it. (laughs) I'm now convinced that we have one loyal fan that listens to us hundreds of times per week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And also, and I would like to mention, in addition to my birthday, the theme of my birthday this year is treat yourself. Treat yourself. So what I want for all of my friends, family, listeners, everyone, I want you to be treating yourself for the month of February in these trying, terrible times. So please take pictures of yourself treating yourself. Um, with the hashtag Frankica and send them to us on Instagram, either to me at Nana's Mink or to the Frankly Mare B Instagram yeah. or on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. But get out there and treat yourselves. I treated myself. Did you? I did. What did you do? So I'm sure, I think I told this story on the podcast when my friend and I went drunk jewelry shopping yes. in New York and we ran into Emma Roberts. Yes. So I tried on this stunning ring and I was just not drunk enough to pull the trigger and I was just... It was too expensive and I couldn't do it. So on my mother's birthday, it was actually the middle of January of this year. I had gone back to the jewelry store to see if they had it in last time I was in New York in November. They didn't have it, but I, I had a nice chat with the owner of the or the manager of the store. And so on my mother's birthday, I got an email and the woman reached out to me and said, are you still interested? We're placing an order with this designer. And I just decided to go for it. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. So it's actually coming all the way from Japan and I don't have it yet, but I'm very excited. Awesome. Yeah. So I treated myself. Um, I'm treating myself because on tomorrow night, Sunday, I um, got the presidential suite at the Hotel Monaco. High five. Um, I'm going to drink fancy drinks and lounge around in my own personal in suite jacuzzi. I'm... That's amazing. I'm great at hotel life, and I fully support that. Yeah. I always hit the bathtub. I get massages. I do oh, room service. I'm hitting I do- it all. Good for you. But as a funny aside that I think all of you will appreciate, I did get an email from Kempton <laughs> two days ago that said, like, oh, if you would like to upgrade for $100 more, you can upgrade. And I'm like, what the fuck? How do you upgrade from the fucking presidential suite? What the fuck? And I went on, and it was just, like, a, it was actually the same size suite, but it had a 12-person dining room table, which I don't need. But it didn't have a jacuzzi. And I'm like, the whole point of that, this was I want no a jacuzzi. <laughs> that's it no had a 60-inch teardrop tub. No, I want my 72-inch <laughs> jacuzzi. Thank you. That's the whole reason I'm doing this. So fuck you. I'm going to come knock on that door tomorrow. <laughs> you can. Well, I was thinking about, um, and any of you listening, oh, I guess you won't hear this after the fact, but um, I was thinking about maybe having like people over for a game night early. But, oh. But we'll see. We'll figure out what I'm going to do. Keep me posted. Okay. So then our last piece of house cleaning is Frank's birthday gift. 
So this was a trying effort to try and find something podcast related that was worthy of gift giving. Well, I need to hear this story because you said you bought something and sent it back and you told me you would tell me what it was and why you sent it back. Do you want to know what I sent back first or do you want to hear that after? Which should I open first and then hear what you sent back? I don't know. It's up to you. It doesn't matter. First, tell me what you sent back. Okay. So... I was very excited to find this on eBay because I feel like Frank is a great eBay person. He has collectibles. I do. You have great collectibles. So I found a glossy 8x10 promo image of Heidi Montag (gasps) from her superficial single with an autograph on it. Oh, amaze. I was very excited and I purchased it and it was shipped to my office (laughs) and I took it out of the packaging. I was going to frame it for you. It was smudged. You're kidding. So it was it was Heidi Montag's autograph that was certified, but it was the ugliest signature I've oh. ever seen in my life, and clearly they put it in a protective sleeve so soon after she signed it that, oh, that it, it smeared, smeared the whole thing. Oh. And I, I thought part of you would find it funny, and then I was like, that is not worthy of framing. This is bullshit. And I went nuts on some Amazon.com 800 service person oh well did they like take it back and yeah. were cool about it okay yeah. good but it was just like it's kind of funny you could put it in a frame and explain this to people but it's mostly a pain in the ass and it looks bad yeah that's shitty yeah so i sent it back and the guy wrote me a note and said well we don't guarantee that all of our autographs look good and i basically wrote back well that's not good enough but i mean there's a difference <laughs> between like the scrawl being fucked up and being smeared like, was, I could understand them not guaranteeing, like, it'd be legible, but, like, if it's smeared, like, that's their fuck up. It had a... Truth be told, I have a graphic design background. It had too much smear for my liking. Okay. Let's just put it that way. All right. I, I appreciate... I mean, I, I, I trust your judgment. Yeah. It wasn't good enough to frame, and therefore it was not good enough. All right. Well, now... So, this is... Now I want my real gift. Okay, so I'm opening my gift, um, <laughs> and I think this is going to be the official Frankly Maraby box, because... Um, <laughs> This Maraby is giving me a gift in the same gift box that I gave her her yeah. birthday gift back in November. It's the mystery box. It's the mystery box. Okay. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god! I'm wearing this tonight. Um, she got me a Bobby Rock t-shirt. There's more. Oh, amazing. There's a story. I'm gonna wear that tomorrow. And let's see, what is this? That's important. That's your real gift. <gasps> Do you think he actually, that's his handwriting? Oh, I have his address. Oh my God. I, oh my God, you guys. I have Justin Bobby's address. So apparently Justin Bobby mailed Meredith my t-shirt and put his real motherfucking address in the return address. Like not a post office box. And I can confirm that he does live in Austin, Texas currently. Um, and I think we need to go stand in front of his house. Can if, we get on a plane right now? I don't have to eat work until Tuesday. If I was a really good friend, there would be a plane ticket to Austin in the in the bottom of the box. That is amazing. Okay. Now, do we put this on? No, we should no, keep this. We can't, we can't like spill this is, his address. This is confidential okay. information. So that T-shirt. <gasps> oh, and I got Bobby Rock stickers. <laughs> they threw those in just for fun. Oh, I kind of want to put them on the front door of my house. So that T-shirt was hand screened by Justin Bobby himself. Yes. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm like kind of afraid to wash it. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry about the color and size, but Bobby rock doesn't let you pick that. (laughs) Um, so apparently Bobby rock thinks I'm a plus size lady. Yes. This is a very big shirt, but, um, I will cinch it. 
with maybe a class, like maybe a wide belt. You know how so, I love a wide belt. When you go to the Bobby Rock website, you have to request t-shirts by email only. Okay. And they say that size and color are pretty much a crapshoot. <laughs> so... <laughs> What if I was a girl? I mean, it literally would be a dress. So I did my best to write them a very nice email, and I did state a preference on size. They clearly ignored it. However, they were so nice via email, and I'm going to go ahead and say I'm pretty sure I was emailing with Justin. Oh. I, yeah. So they were super sweet. They were so excited to hear that they have fans in Washington, D.C., I believe they are in Austin because they're recording their next album, which they let me know comes out this spring. Then are they, they touring? Eat- I don't know. We can tweet them and find out. And they followed up and said, by the way, the package was sent. You should have it any day. And I wrote them back again. Um, so do you think it's inappropriate <laughs> if I start sending Justin Bobby love letters? Like literally like just in the mail to know that I have his address? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's up to you. I could I send suppose. him roses. Like. And I also had to pay for that by sending Justin Bobby money on Venmo. <gasps> personally. Did you do it public? Aren't we friends on Venmo? I'm surprised I didn't see it. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's private. Oh, maybe. I'm not sure. But I feel like your real gift would have been to like go through this process yourself. <laughs> um, it is absolutely. But I'm confused. Do you think they just buy like t-shirts in bulk and they're like, fuck it. This is the size we're doing right now and you're going to deal with it? Of course. Yeah. Well, of course, I was so mad about it, and I resented the whole endeavor, and I was like, fucking hipster. But now, like, I'm stressed, <laughs> because I want, like, obviously, I could wash it in hot water and shrink it. It probably yeah. fit fine, but I don't want to fuck up the Bobby Rock thing. Like, was that going to mess it up? I don't know. Maybe cover I'm it with scared. tape or something? I'm scared. I know. If any of you out there know about laundry, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> but, of course, I was so mad and resentful about it, and then I got the nicest email back, and I was like, oh, I, I love them again. Um, I absolutely love it, and... um. <laughs> Jessica Guilfoyle, if you happen to be listening, I have Justin Bobby's address now. Yeah. We're all going to Texas. Is for sure. I've always wanted to go to Austin anyway. Well, now that you have the shirt and we have even more excuse to reach out to them and tweet them. Oh, I'm going to tweet them a picture of everything and yeah. be like, best birthday present ever. Of course. And we can find out if they're coming here. Well, I'll do that in the tweet too. Yeah. Yep. We have an in. You know what I that shirt where... needs? An autograph. Okay, it does need an autograph. And um, a good friend of mine owns DC9, which would be the perfect venue I for know. Bobby Rock. So if they play there, we can totally hang out with them. It's going to happen. Oh, you guys. <laughs> such a, Thank you so much. Such You're an welcome. amazing birth. So now we have to go out. So I can wear my Bobby Rock t-shirt, and you can wear your paper crown I know. top. Although if I wear paper crown and curl my hair to meet Justin, he'll hate me. I don't think he'd know it was paper, paper crown. No. But I'm going to have to rock and roll it up a little, like Audrina. You're going to have to dress like Audrina. Yeah, that's oh. fine. Amazing. <laughs> um, so I guess we should probably get into the episode probably. now. Probably. Although we should just stop here and you'll end on a high note. But... <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes of house cleaning, no big deal. <laughs> no bigs. Um, all right, well, let's get into the episode. So it's um, No Place Like Home, which we... Who, who gives a shit? We don't really understand. Nope. Um, the only thing I thought about the um, scenes from the last. Yeah. That was a little creepy when Lauren was like, I feel like Audrina and I are like, she separates herself from us. And then there was this creepy shot of the camera through the window peeping on Justin, Bobby, and Audrina. (laughs) Which implied that like Lauren just like sits in the yard and stares at her. Like, that's gross. Agreed. And then 
There was another weird moment where Lauren again is narrating everybody else's life and she says that Heidi was deciding what to do for the rest of her life. Heidi's what, 21 years old? Yeah. I haven't even decided what to do with the rest of my life, Lauren. Calm down. Just relax. <laughs> so then we open the episode. We're finally getting to it. And we are at Bolt House. And Heidi has a meeting with Brent. Yeah. And she says, you know, I know that you guys are expanding and I want to be as available as I can to you. And even if that means, and this is dubbed, which really annoyed me, even if that means traveling or relocating. Mm -hmm. So then Brent goes on and says that they are expanding the Hyde brand, which is funny because we've gone back and looked up Bolt House and what they do now. And really Hyde is what they do. And they did expand Hyde. Um, and he says that they'll be going to Vegas because they're doing a casino hide. I forget where it is. Bellagio? This is your Caesars. Was it Caesars? Where is it? Where Hyde was? Yeah. I don't remember. Like, honestly, I don't even remember there being a fucking Hyde in Vegas. Like, that escaped me because I am the king of Vegas. Like, the, the Hyde is not one of the clubs I've been to in Vegas. I think it's still there. When we looked it up, I think it's still there. It'd be Caesars then, probably. Um, it's not the Venetian. It's definitely not the Wynn. It's not um, the Bellagio. It's just got to be Caesars. Bellagio. Oh, is it the Bellagio? Hyde Bellagio. Crazy Pants. Yeah. Oh, Pure is at Caesars. Right. Okay. Well, well I've right. never been. Right. So Heidi says that she's up for the challenge. Ta-da. Um, she looks pretty cute, actually, in this yeah. scene. She's got her hair straight ironed again, but she's wearing a booby tank top and not in a way that I mind. And I'm going to go ahead and say the scarf is Masoni, even though I don't think it is. No, I don't think it was busy enough to be Masoni. No, but it's got that stripey, colorful feel, but it's not super colorful. And then she's actually wearing kind of worn jeans, which is interesting to note because it changes later, even yeah. though her top is the same. Um, I just, my only note about this, I just put like Heidi wants to work. And Brent doesn't care. And is it just me? Because I definitely, like, I think Brent's a handsome guy. He's looking a little road hard and put away wet this episode. Oh, yeah. I thought he looked like ass in yeah. the scene. He does. Well, I guess maybe all of his new and He probably actually is working, so he's exhausted, I bet. He did say that he had been really busy. Yeah. He looked a little, little tired. He looked it. Poor yeah. thing. <laughs> so then we go to the lady's house, which we haven't named yet, and hopefully it'll come out in I was thinking four. the same thing, but I feel like it has to just, like, intrinsically come. I know. So for now, it's just the house. Yeah. We're at the house. And Lauren and Lo are laying by the pool. Which, oddly, aren't those the same chase lounges that they had at the villas? Probably. They probably just took them. Like, I, honest to God, it looks <laughs> like they just, like, snatched some chase lounges from the villas. I don't know. Um, and Lauren and Lo are those type of friends where they do everything so similarly. They almost look like they're wearing the same outfit laying by the pool. They're wearing a cotton sundress over their bikini tops because they're not fully exposed because they're on TV. I think they both have scarves in their hair. They do. And they're both... Lo takes her sunglasses off, but I think they both have sunglasses on, which is fine. They're outside. Everyone wears sunglasses. But they're those type of friends. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and they're talking about how they're going shopping later. And Audrina comes out of her house, which they've now dubbed Chateau Audrina. Yeah. I mean, it's no Chez Ambiance, but fine. No, we'll take it. And Audrina says that she's going to the studio today to work with Alkaline Trio. And... 
Lauren says, well, what are you doing for them? Well, first we have to say this, is that I had no fucking clue who they were. I'd never heard of them. Oh. And Mare pointed out that she actually um, was a fan of theirs in college. Very loose. Liked one song, you said. Yeah, so I had a friend that, when I say she used to make me mix CDs, it means she was trying to impart her taste on someone else, which she was all the time. But she put an Alkaline Trio song on one of those CDs when I was in college, and I did enjoy it. Yeah, it's I, kind of musy or um, like just generic alt rock. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But nothing, not bad. Um, so Lauren asks Audrina what she's doing for the band at the studio. And Audrina says she and Kiara are just showing up to make sure everything goes smoothly. Well, here's where things got a little weird for me. Not weird, but Lauren says, are you working or hanging? And Audrina doesn't answer. She, she says, we're says, making sure, everything, we're making goes sure everything goes smoothly, which seems like working to me, but I don't, I don't know. I thought it was strange. I think what she meant is MTV has told us that we have to go watch <laughs> Alkaline Trio record because they're promoting their new album and it's a crossover promotion. Right. So I'm working for the Hills <laughs> right. at MTV, but I'm not working for my record label. Right. But Audrina is very sweet to Lauren and Lowe and says, you guys should stop by. It'll be fun. And Lauren says, hey, we could be groupies for a day and kind of smiles. And then they cut to Lo, who makes a stank face. Um, my note about this is I put Lo is giving so much shade that yeah. they don't even need an umbrella. Because no. No. fuck that noise. Like, That's why I don't she care took if her sunglasses off. in the sun, but yeah. she has given off enough shade to keep that whole backyard nice and cool. Yeah. So then Andrina walks away and says, well, great. Like, you know, text me later and I've got to go. And Lauren looks at Lo and says, could be fun. And Lo says, all I want to do is shop. Yeah. I, I don't get, like, I'm... I, and by the way, we don't see them shopping. I would... No, no, we don't see them shopping. And I would love to know... I'm assuming that this is producer-driven. Um, but I would love to... Um, oh, we just have to let you guys know what's going on right now. So, uh, <laughs> Meredith brought me a lovely bottle of Lambrusco for my birthday that we've been drinking that her husband recommended. And, um, I finished my glass and it was just fine, but I'd given her the rest of the bottle and there was some disgusting sedimenty <laughs> sludge and, um, Sorry. she just drank it and showed me her glass. So she's making a face and drinking water. So Sorry. that's why we got a little awkward for a minute. <laughs> Wine sludge. Maybe yeah. that's what we should call the house. Wine sludge. Um. <laughs> no, it needs like, it needs something referring to bitch because Lauren and Lo are just such bitches in this house. I don't know. Like Chateau a, shade. Or like bitch pad or. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. So all I want to do is shop. Sorry. Um, and, and, but what I want to know is I don't. Do we know if there's any, because I'm trying to remember from the Us article and like all of the stuff that came up with the 10 year reunion, if, how manufactured was this low Audrina? Did the producers say like, we need some drama low, act like a bitch? Because Audrina's done nothing to low and there really has been no reason for the tension and hostility coming from low. And I, I would like to know why. I'm guessing they asked her to ramp it up because the funny thing is, is I can see low being this type of girl. But at the same time, when it comes to Audrina, it feels very forced. Yeah. She has no reason to throw shade at Audrina. None. Audrina is not getting in the way of her and Lauren's friendship whatsoever. At all. So where I can see Lo being capable, and I think I did on Laguna Beach, Audrina's not enough of a, a threat. 
And, like, just to play devil's advocate here, if MTV was not paying for this house, for their rent, mortgage, whatever the fuck, which we know they are, like, Lowe should be thrilled because they're splitting the rent three ways. Theoretically, we know they're not. But right. if this was the real world, they'd be splitting the rent three ways. They've got someone living in the guest house who just lets them be in their own little two-person happy, happy world together. Yeah. Like, what better situation could you ask for? I don't know. I don't know. And... I don't actually, even though Lo is, I think, the bigger criminal in this situation with her shade throwing and her nasty comments, I blame Lauren. If you miss Audrina, reach out to Audrina. Yeah. Stop inviting her into a threesome. That's rude. And also... Invite I, her out to dinner. Is, is, is Lo so jaded that if Audrina is inviting them to hang out in a recording studio with a popular band... And watch them perform, and Lowe's like, I just want to go shopping. Like, is she that... J-? Like, most people be like, awesome! Like, yeah. I, this is aw- this is so cool. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's... I don't like turning on Lowe, because I like Lowe, but she's giving me no choice. Right. They're making us turn on Lowe. This is just like on fucking Vanderpump, where they're making me like Sheena. Like, <sighs> I'm as annoyed that I have to like Sheena, as that I have to not like Lowe. That's what I said to my friend, literally, the last episode of Vanderpump Rules. We're watching it, we're texting it feverishly, and I said, my biggest problem with this season is that they're making me go on Sheena's side. Yeah, it's gross. It's gross. I don't want to like Sheena, I don't want to be on her side, it's gross. But just, like, I don't want to dislike Lo, because I like her, but she's not giving me a choice. Right. Although Lo is not a Sheena. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't make that comparison, They're nothing alike. <laughs> no, 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 no. So then, after this pool scene, the girls say goodbye, and we go back to Bolt House, and Heidi goes to tell Kimberly, <laughs> this was interesting to me. She goes to tell Kimberly the good news that Brent told her she can be a project manager on the Hyde project. And did you see Kimberly's face? Well, I didn't hear that. So I'm guessing Kimberly was kind of as what the fuck as me. Mm-hmm. That's not what happened. And um, I feel like Heidi's playing fast and loose because she, she doesn't remember the last time that she um, surpassed a coworker. Yeah. Unfairly and how that went for her. Yeah. And so then Kimberly says, wow, when is this happening? And Heidi says, a couple days. Oh, yeah? You're just going to start conquering the world in a couple days? Great. And she said, I just can't wait to just get out and to just, you know lose myself and my job and blah, blah, blah. She's just so excited to get out of LA. It's been so daunting sitting around her apartment. And Kimberly asks, what will Spencer think? And Heidi says, I don't care. Ooh. Heidi gets empowered for a single episode. Stay tuned. (laughs) Okay. And now we're at Pulse Studios. We are indeed. And we are seeing Alkaline Trio record a song, which the audio is important in this scene because the song is the audio for the entire scene and it just plays through. Yeah. Okay. That's important. So Audrina is with Kiara. Kiara Mm -hmm. looks really good. Yeah, she looked cute. She actually, I'm guessing this must have been like a Friday or Saturday. She's got her face done up slightly because she's going somewhere later maybe or she has a crush on someone in the band. She's wearing an off-the-shoulder blue top. She looks very cute. She put a little effort in today and I'm liking it. And so she and Audrina are watching the band record a song. There's some weird-looking producer man. Okay, I have a lot to say about the producer man. Okay, do it. Um, (laughs) The producer man looks like the love child of Steve Perry and Cher. 
<laughs> he actually, he reminded me of the next door neighbor in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. The man. You mean the one that was married to Julia Louis-Dreyfus? Yeah, with like the slick back hair and the like big nose. Oh, I didn't see that at all. Because I feel like that guy <laughs> I thought was kind of attractive. This guy is hideous. No, he's, this guy's the ugly version for sure. He kind of looks like, or like Marilyn Manson's little brother without makeup. <laughs> yeah. I was being very forgiving, yeah, clearly. Yeah, I am not. Like, he was hideous. Hideous. Yeah, he's, yeah. So, Lauren and Lo arrive to the recording studio, and at first they seem excited. At least Lauren does. Lauren does. She says, oh my god, this is so cool. Like, they're singing a song, and we're over here. But then they both are on their Blackberries, just poking around, typing, typing, typing. I thought it was much more low than Lauren. Lauren's holding her phone the whole time. But I think Lowe was actively, like, BBMing or well, something. yeah. They were telling Lowe to be disinterested, and yeah. she was being disinterested. So, Lauren looks cute. Her hair pulled back. Again, we're hating this haircut. Chanel bag. Uh, kind of a red wine, brick red colored, strapless maxi dress. Very cute. And immediately after walking in... Lo wants to leave. Well, and I'm curious about this because they made it seem like that's how it went down. But who knows? That's where the audio comes in. How long they were actually there. Right. So pretty much they edited it, edited it to look like Lo wants to leave seconds into this endeavor. When really she says she's hungry and Lauren says maybe we should go eat. They put the band's song underneath the entire scene. However, when Lauren and Lowe actually leave, I forget who says it. It's either Lauren or Lowe. They put up their hand and wave to the band and say, thanks so much. You guys are great. Yeah. So clearly the band was taking a break and there was some interaction there, but they kept the song playing under that. Yeah. So they made it look like it was three and a half minutes long and it was not. So, yeah, I mean, they could have been there for an hour, for all we know. Right. So, Audrina is upset and says, oh, you guys are leaving? Oh, okay. And Lauren and Lowe are just like, yeah, hungry, sushi, Wah. They're being little bitches. <laughs> and they do tell the band that they're great, and they wave at them, which is at least, they're being cordial on their way out to somebody, not Audrina, presumably. And then they, there's this brief cutaway where they're in the parking lot. They're getting in Lauren's Mercedes, and Lauren says, I feel bad. I think Audrina wanted us to stay. And Lo just says, whatever, we can bring her food. No, Lauren says, I feel bad. I wanted her to have dinner with us. We haven't had okay. a roommate dinner yet. Right. And that's when Lo was like, we can bring her dinner. Um, Audrina doesn't eat your sushi leftovers, Lo. But I mean, that's the other reason that makes me think they were there for a decent amount of time. Because they were. the very fact that Lauren asked Audrina to come with them, which... I, she said, can you leave yet? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they didn't just roll in for two minutes. No. It's, it's dumb. So then we go and we're having sushi with Lauren and Lo at Lucky Fish, which is one of those places with the conveyor belt where sushi comes around. I told Frank I've never been to one, so now it's on my bucket list. There's the one at the Verizon Center. Yeah. to go. Hill's bucket list. I'm writing it down. Even though this is not my <laughs> notebook. <laughs> and... So that's when Lauren says, I feel bad. I think Audrina wanted us to stay. And Lo says, I'm just not cool enough to hang out with bands. Correct. Yeah. Although I will say, I feel that way about going to concerts. I feel too old to go to concerts. Um, 
I I was just having this discussion with um, someone the other day um, that I no longer go to concerts because everyone annoys me. Yes. I used to love them. And now I can't go without getting in fights because I'm like, people are bumping into me. Like, people are dicks. Like, I just cannot. So, my husband and I just went to a show a couple weeks ago. It was his belated birthday gift. I gave him the tickets for his birthday, but the show was in January. And every time, as someone who struggles with crowds and loud noises, I almost get in a fight with someone, I swear to God, every time I go to a show. So I get what Lo is saying when she says she's not cool enough. For me, I feel too old. Um, I get what she's saying about that, but like, I personally could hang out at a recording studio all day just fine. Yeah, because that's a private concert. That's fun. I don't think that requires coolness. I think a show requires patience that I don't have. Oh, I agree, but I think she was referring to the recording studio. I guess so. I think it was also a dig at Audrina. Yeah. Like, I'm not cool enough to hang out with bands. Yeah, of course. So then Lo also goes off on this tangent while they're still having sushi about how, you know, Lauren says with Lo around, it's even harder to get Audrina to talk because she's, you know, it's, it's hard to squeeze information out of her. She said, and you and I are so close, it almost makes it more challenging to talk to Audrina. Well, yeah, you're not the same friendship. You and Lo have been friends since you were children. It's really different. And I don't expect my friends in D.C. to act the same way I expect my friends from New Hampshire to act because they've known me since I was eight years old in New Hampshire. It's different. And the whole tangent is just to try and increase this growing tension for TV. And it's not, it's not hooking me. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. So then we're at Chez Ambiance. Uh, and Heidi's redone the apartment. She has, and this is where I noticed Heidi's wearing the exact same outfit that she talked to Brenton, booby tank top, Missoni-ish scarf. However, she's not wearing the same beat-up jeans she was wearing before. She's wearing high-waisted, big bell-bottom, black work pants. She got some things wrong. A little bit. In her reshoot. Yep. There was a <laughs> lot of that this episode. Yes, there was. Um, what I thought was interesting about this, and which kind of ruins the whole... Spencer not living there thing. Did you notice the video games in the background? Were they there? No, they were there and they were on. <gasps> so I'm sorry. Like if you hate Good that shit, you. you want it out of your apartment. Like you don't leave. I mean, my, I grew up, my parents had an arcade in the basement and like you turn them off. Like you can turn, like unless you're using them, you turn them. I mean, I'm sure Spencer left them on all the time, but Heidi, who allegedly hates those fucking video games, yep. one of them at her house, would not have left them on. No, no. Ugh. I'm mad I didn't notice that. Ugh. But then Heidi jumps in with this flowery story. I got presented with a job opportunity. It involves a lot of traveling. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Going to Vegas is a super a amount of, of travel. Oh, come on. So she said, I'm going to be traveling with Brent and Sam. And Stephanie climbed in my book. She goes, ooh, who's Sam? Is he hot? <laughs> uh, I remembered Sam, and I can tell you, no, he's not. And later we see Sam, and no, he's not. not. Um, one thing I have about this is Stephanie says, <laughs> and she said it exactly the way Spencer says it, and it was like ooh. twinsies. She says, I cannot <laughs> believe you are saying this right now. But the inflection Ooh. and the way, I mean, like, it really was like, these two are related because Spencer says the exact same thing the exact same way. Yeah. And what killed me is that Heidi says, quote, be in Vegas for a while. You're going for a meeting and you're staying a couple days. 
don't mess with me. You're a liar. That's not what's happening. You're not relocating to Vegas. And she says she's going to be in Vegas for a while because she really wants to clear her head. And even Stephanie, again, climbing higher in my book, says, really? You're going to clear your head in Sin City? Thank you, Stephanie. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for saying what we all thought. And so then Stephanie asked some questions about, well, what about Spencer? And Heidi says she doesn't even know or something like that. It's just bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And Stephanie says, yeah, but you guys are perfect for each other. And if you leave town, I'll never get rid of Spencer. <laughs> Stephanie wins this scene, actually. Um, Although Spence, Stephanie wasn't really thinking because if... Heidi left town, Spencer could then move back into the apartment. I know. So I would be like, go, Heidi. Yeah, well, that's Stephanie for you. And Heidi says, if I go to Vegas and I do this, you can't tell him. I can't possibly imagine what's going to happen with that. Me either. I'm on the edge of my seat. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so then we're back at the house. The house. Bitch pad. <laughs> <laughs> That's its, ep that's its name for today, for this episode. I like that. Yeah. And Lauren and Lo are sitting in the middle of the living room floor, surrounded by boxes, by the way. Okay, so I had a lot to say about this. I think it's out of order. Because what didn't, wasn't it fully furnished at the house party? Yeah, I think so. They had living room furniture and stuff. And yeah. in this scene, there was no furniture whatsoever. Yeah. And just boxes everywhere. Agreed. But we didn't see the dog at the party. No. Well, so I'm go. very confused. Yeah, so Frank let it go. They got a puppy. Yeah, Yay. they got a puppy. But, like, it's there was no dog. I mean, unless they... And I feel like if they'd had the dog at the party, it would have been, look at our dog, and the dog, and the dog, and the dog. Like, that would have been an aspect of the party. Unless yeah. unless MTV just edited it all out. Maybe. But it really weird. Because it was... I'm sorry, that fucking house was furnished when they had the party. I saw no, the furniture. I, no, it's out of order. It's completely out of order. They got a really cute puppy, though. They did, yeah. And... Lauren still has this dog to this day. For now. She has two dogs. This is the older, bigger one. Her name is Chloe. She has a little pink color on. She's all brown with like a little black face. And Lauren and Lo have a moment about how the puppy has blue eyes, just like their mommy. Meh, meh, meh. And... Mommies. And that comes out later. And Audrina walks in and she says hi to them and doesn't notice the dog at first because it's a little puppy. And Lauren and Lowe start laughing because they realize Audrina didn't see it. And then they held up the puppy and said, look what we did. We saved her. We got her from a shelter. Stop with that. Just say you got a dog. Just, just yeah. stop. And so Audrina goes and sits on the floor and talks about how cute the dog is. And then Lowe says, at daycare, she's going to say, I have two mommies. They're laying it on very, very thick. Very thick. And we keep cutting to Audrina allegedly looking forlorn and sad. Like, ooh, I don't think she... Whatever. Audrina doesn't give a shit. She does not care about that fucking dog. Audrina's just glad her allergies won't be affected in the guest Yeah, house. I mean, I think she would just be like, oh, you gotta... I mean, I, I can't imagine anyone being like, oh, why isn't it my dog too? Like, they were making it seem like she was feeling that way, and I don't think she was. I would be thrilled and think, oh, great, I get to live with the dog and have zero responsibility exactly. for it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And she, she makes conversation, asks who's going to take care of it. And Lauren and Lowe say, we haven't decided who's going to sleep with her yet. Great. Oh no. She, Lowe says like, we're just, uh, one of us is just going to sleep with her. Yeah. And yeah. then they cut to Audrina again, allegedly looking very forlorn. Like, why can't I sleep with a dog? Like fake. The, fake, fake, fake. Yep. And then we are at the Sheeprat lair. We sure are. And Stephanie is lecturing Spencer about a variety of things. 
Um, she really is, and <clears throat> I the had bread, a major takeaway from this. What's that? <sighs> You're not on Snapchat, so you don't experience... In fact, and someone in the Emotionally Broken Psycho's uh, Facebook page was just talking about the fact that, like, Spencer's Snapchat has just really become exhausting. But... I did see someone complain about how much you post about coffee. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, did you notice in this that Stephanie was like... Why does the coffee made out? And he's like, I don't drink coffee. Like, I don't drink coffee. Like, I don't... Excuse me? Yes, he does. Because you or your whole life is the perfect (laughs) grams of espresso. I know this from your goddamn Snapchat. So maybe the coffee thing is new, but apparently back then he allegedly didn't drink coffee. Liar. Liar. She's lecturing him about how he didn't close the bread properly and the coffee being out. And he's playing with his phone and she says stop with the phone i'm tired of you controlling my life and he's like i don't control your life you're out with lc she said well you're invading my space and when i do go to school with lauren then i'm not allowed to go to her parties and whatever lauren getting brought into it is stupid it makes no sense i didn't even want to follow it and she says i want you to stop invading my space and i want you to leave today and then there's this additional thing where he calls her pathetic and she said, you're calling me pathetic, Spencer. You live on my couch. Touche, Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, fine, fine. I'll be gone by the end of the day. La, 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 la. Like he literally throws a tantrum and says he'll be gone by the end of the day. Great. Battle one point for Stephanie. Yep. Um, he should be gone. What is he doing there? But I also love that he's like, get out of my face. And like, it's her apartment. I'm like where she's supposed to go. Get out of my face. Like I, you- love how childish it seems if he would have crossed his arms under his armpits if he wasn't holding his phone and then he did the la 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 thing and said get out of my face are you 14 um yeah (laughs) pretty much yeah all right we're coming down the home stretch we are um so then we're back at the manch the girl's manch bitch bitch pad (laughs) <laughs> um, and Audrina and Justin Bobby are going into the main house. Ugh. And what I thought was very interesting that Audrina was wearing a tank top and Justin Bobby was wearing three coats. Yeah. Three. Coats. I know. However, Audrina body beats banging. Yeah. She looks good. Oh, she je- looks very good. I don't, I don't know that anyone does a tank in jeans as well as Audrina Partridge. Yeah. She looks amazing. She looks really good. Now there was some hard core propaganda editing in this motherfucking scene. <laughs> yeah. So they go into the kitchen and Audrina says like, Oh, I've never, I'm never in the kitchen. This is the first time I've ever cooked anything. Like I'm going to, she's like making Justin Bobby lunch, I guess. Um, and breakfast. she makes him a oh, breakfast. She's makes him scrambled eggs. Yeah. Now this is where things get fucked up. And in a minute we will talk about what they talked about. But while they're talking, Audrina is stirring, like whisking the scrambled eggs, right? Okay, she's whisking, cracking and whisking eggs. While she's doing that, there's a couple times that Justin's Bobby's talking and is eating eggs. Yeah, I know. Like already made. So I actually thought that and then I wondered if it was a chunk of pineapple. No. Because she brought out a thing of fruit salad too. It was eggs, then strawberry, then she had a chunk of pineapple. Okay. But he definitely ate it. Because I'm like, what the fuck? Because she's whispering. I'm like... No, I no, noticed no, 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 it too. No, no, no. Okay. And it's weird because they the editors, kudos guys, because it seemed like a seamless linear conversation, but I, I was not, obviously. I love that all these years ago editors were sitting in that room saying, Yeah, but that's a bite of eggs. And they said, No, it just looks like pineapple. Who will ever notice that? And I didn't. 
The first, I mean, no. I mean, I, like, none of this stuff when I watched <laughs> the first time that I noticed was out of order or weird. Or... I notice movie mistakes a lot, actually. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not good at that. And I will say, and this is partially because I listened to the 90210 podcast, but they, 90210 is notorious for having the boom mic in the shot. I oh, see, I do notice that all the time. I see it all the, all time. the time. Not now. necessarily on 90210, but I'm very good at catching a boom mic. Yeah. Brandon and Steve were in the kitchen the other day having a full-on conversation. There was a boom mic the whole time. It happens in sitcoms a lot. You see it yes. in sitcoms all the time. Yes. So, but good catch. Justin looks really good in his three oh, coats. Oh my god, he does look good. I'm gonna write him a letter. Yeah. Tell him. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we sh- we should go to Austin. I yeah, we're gonna. They're recording. That's why they're there. One hundred percent. I want to hang out in the recording studio. Like, I know Audrey we are cool enough. We are. Cool I can't enough. go to concerts clearly, but I can go to a recording <laughs> studio. Um, so they have this very kind of silly, well, it wasn't silly, but it's silly to all of us watching the show because it was obviously filler and setting something up for later where basically Justin's trying to talk her into moving out. Yeah. Says like, you should get your own place. Like shouldn't be awkward. It shouldn't be awkward for you to be here. And if you don't fit in with these girls and Audrina basically says like low and, um, Elsie share everything. They share makeup, they share clothes. And that's just not me. She's like, I wasn't even like that with my sister, yeah. which I can relate to. Cause I'm not like that. Like I'm not like that with any of my siblings. Right. Like yeah. I, you know, I'm, I guess I res- want more privacy just like Audrina does. Well, and I think everyone has different friends for different things. Right. I mean, yeah. I have my friends that I get naked in front of and try on dresses with. And then I have my friends that I don't do that yeah. with. They're newer friends or they're just, I don't know. Like not every friendship is the same. But she is basically talking about growing the growing pains of moving into this new house. And Justin's just like, fine, look for a place, like move out. And she says, oh, maybe I will. Like, I think I will. Yeah. Which is honestly, in this situation, if this was real life and actually happening, a shitty move. Like, they just moved in. She agreed to move in. We're to assume she's paying a third of the mortgage. Like, she's barely giving it a chance. Hasn't even talked to Lauren and Lo about it. And now is like, nah, I think I might just move out. Right. Well, I do think, yeah, no, it, yeah. yeah it's I mean, weird. if this was real life, like that would be a, a shit bag move. Yes. Agreed. We'll leave it at that. Uh, then we are at the Van Nuys airport. Indeed we are. I didn't know there was one. Yeah. Um, and we are with Heidi and Brent and, and Sam. Sam. Getting on the SBE jet. Uh, yes. The Gulf. Yeah. The Gulf stream. Woo. Who knew SB had a jet? Um, now I have a question and I need to look him up. Sam Nazarian, he's somebody. Like, independent of SBE. Like, I know the last name Nazarian. Like, that's a thing. So I need to look it up before the next episode. Um, sure. House cleaning. Um, he is somebody. But he is one of the SBE. No, I know that. But, like, in yeah. a, like independently of SBE, I know that last name somehow. So I need to look it up and figure out from where. Yeah. Um, and there's actually not a lot of dialogue in this scene at first when they pull up to the plane and get on it. And then you see them all sitting. Heidi looks really good. She's playing business Barbie again, but she looks great. Yeah, she does. Look she's great. wearing a cream pencil skirt with a bright white tank top and she's got her white Chanel bag on her shoulder. She looks appropriate and very, very pretty. Um, so then Sam is not hot as we said. Uh, when you finally get him on camera. Not I'd any. bang him, though. In a pinch with enough vodka. He's got a lot of money. Would I get to ride jet. on the jet? Avi. Okay. <laughs> Without the jet, no. Yeah, no, but... <laughs> so, he says something to the effect of, 
Brent said you're going to be more available and more willing to work now. What's with that? And Brent makes a joke that, well, Heidi had a boyfriend. Sam says, oh, you broke up? And Heidi says, yeah, we pretty much broke up. Lies, lies, lies. And he said, Sam asks, is he going to lose his mind with you going to Las Vegas? And Heidi says, I don't know. And Sam says, how old is your, your ex? And she says 24. And he says, oh, he's going to lose his mind. And they all have a chuckle about it. Whatever. Um, lose his mind that you're going for 48 hours. Well, to be fair, if this was a real couple who were really on a break... And one of them, if the girl went to Vegas, even if it was for work, I, the guy would lose his mind. Like, probably. I mean, Vegas is for, like, get, getting fucked up and banging randos. So, like, okay, that's not where you want your, like, on a break <laughs> partner well, to be. Well, this is where I'm just going to look at you doe-eyed and I'm like, it is? I and don't know. A thousand percent. <laughs> okay. All right. Final scene. Spencer pulls up to Shea Ambiance in baggy jeans, black sneakers, a white and gray checkered Louis Vuitton belt, and a USA Olympic t-shirt. Uh-huh. He takes a single duffel bag out of the trunk of his BMW. He goes to the door of Chez Ambiance, he unlocks it, he walks in, and he is wearing a USA Olympic t-shirt, the Louis Vuitton belt, the baggy jeans, and bright white sneakers. Yeah, and kudos to Mary, because she's the one that caught it. I wouldn't have noticed. And we actually rewind to double check. What is the point? I don't know. I, why the fuck they would have filmed that in two days? I don't... Who knows? That sh- that whole shoot would have taken five minutes. Yeah. It's so bizarre. So then he tours around the apartment and goes to look for the bed in the bedroom and... Basically, Heidi's not there, sad exclamation point. He calls Stephanie and says, where is Heidi? Which makes no sense because Heidi could be, oh, I don't know, at work? Getting at her the nails grocery done? Store, shopping? At the gym? Getting like, her hair done? You just randomly stop by in the middle of the day during the week and she's not there and you're like, where is Heidi? I'm like, what the fuck? It would have been great if he had called Heidi and it had gone to voicemail. Yeah. Would have made much more sense. Much more sense. Yep. Well... That's that. Also, creepo of you to just let yourself into Heidi's apartment because you don't live there anymore. Supposedly. And he had the world's smallest duffel bag. I know. There was like, no, I guess another pair of shoes in it. There was like it. a razor and a pair of underwear. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> yep. Well, that's that. That's it. So um, join us next week. We didn't get any scenes for the next, but next week is the season finale. Yes. Of season three. It's giving me life. We're almost um, done. We're almost done. And um, thank you guys, those of you who gave us new star ratings and reviews. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, and we'll see you guys next week. If I don't move to Austin and um, hide in Justin Bobby's bushes. Uh, yeah. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye. And that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Frankly Mayor B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymareb at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mare B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time.